All right. Um, we learned about Maimorim that the previous Shabbos said that when you learn the Maimorim the first time, it's just learning what the concepts are. Second time, you learn what each paragraph contributes. And the third time, you learn what each line contributes. So that's what it says about a Maimor. I think uh, the Sichon yesterday has so it's so uh, so much so much we need to take to heart that it's uh, we need to review it many times um, and go 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 through it in a way that it's going to uh, get, to get to us. It, there was a there was a, a colleague of the musician Magad I think who um, was also very knowledgeable in Kabbalah and. Um, and he wondered about the the um, time Hasidim spend praying, like why they spend so much time praying. He also knows the the Kabbalistic meaning of the prayers and stuff, like the Mizrach Magadit. And and what was what's the point of spending so much time actually praying? So this gentleman uh, would travel to uh, Leipzig to buy merchandise, and he would uh, he would spend his time studying Torah, and his, but he would have to travel every so often to go to buy new merchandise for the store that his wife ran. So the Magad asked him, tell me, why do you have to actually go to uh, Leipzig? I can't just meditate about visiting Leipzig. Leipzig. You know, and, and, and then you'll picture yourself going in the wagon and going and buying the merchandise because you need the merchandise. So a similar way, when if we're going to... Um, if we're going to have this ring that we learned about and and uh, take it home, we need, in the merchandise, we've got to go through it slower in a way that we can actually take it home. But just 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 learning the the the, the ideas in a, uh, peripherally won't won't give us any merchandise. So let's let's go over it again and hopefully let's let's go over it another another time until until, until it comes inside. What did we learn yesterday? It's not a good comparison, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Meditate on the talk, we will come to you. We work on the davening, the Holy Ghost. Yesterday, the three different kinds of meditation. Meditation before davening, right. meditation during davening, meditation while you're learning. So, we learned a, a, about the connection between Yirmiyahu and Pinchas. There clearly is a connection between them. Because the Haftarah of Parshas Pinchas is about Yirmiyahu. And the uh, simple reason they're connected is because both of them were scorned, and both of them were vindicated or were were, were protected by Hashem, um, talking about their lineage being associated with Kainim versus what the Jewish people were mocking them and saying that they come from non-Jews who, uh, uh, or or in the case of Pinchas, not just non-Jews, but uh, Pinchas's grandfather Yisrael, fat in the calves for idolatry. So. And Yirmiyo also, uh, the Torah says that uh, the Jewish people were mocking him and got out to say to him, "No, you are Yirmiyo is is not a child of of um, the Gentiles. Rather, he is connected to the Koyanim, comes from Koyanim." And uh, the the idea that we explained so far was that Yirmiyo and Pinchas. Are related in the fact that um, they both had to deal with darkness. Unlike Moshe Rabbeinu, his role in the world is to reveal the light of Hashem. He's he's just meant to be a a, a window to Hashem's truth. Yumiyo and Pinchas they were dealing in a time of of darkness. 
And the way they dealt with the darkness was not, not by shining a light, but rather by causing a change from within. And that's why we find a unique distinction that Pinchas had that Moshe Rabbeinu did not have. What did Pinchas have that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have? Moshe Rabbeinu's children did not have the same title, did not have the same, didn't, didn't continue his leadership. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have that, that blessing. Why did Pinchas have what Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have? So it's not because of, of Moshe was lacking Kastashom, but rather it's because his service of Hashem wasn't about his children. The service of Hashem was about revealing Hashem's truth. Pinchas, on the other hand, his service to Hashem was about transforming the darkness of the world, eliciting change from within. And when you're just trying to uh, shine the light of Hashem, so it's about shining Hashem's light, it's not about affecting lasting change. And therefore, there's no blessing in Meshav and his children to also be like Meshav and to continue the leadership of Meshav. On the other hand, Pinchas, his, his, his thrust, his trajectory was, let's talk about where you guys are right now and let's talk about the darkness that you're in and let's and let's uh, and let's figure out where we need to get to. Pinchas was talking to them in their language in a way that, that that caused them to change internally and deeply. And because of that, because his their service to Hashem was not uh, just shining a light, but rather it was about about uh, reaching understanding from within them, therefore it's something that 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 uh, lasted. There's also a difference between um, between the prophet Yirmiyahu and Yeshaya Hanavi. Yeshaya Hanavi, his all of his prophecies are about the comfort of the coming Mashiach, about how things will be good and Mashiach will come. Yirmiyahu, on the other hand, all of his prophecies are about the darkness. Guys, you gotta do tshuva. You go into tshuva. The base is going to be destroyed. It's not that your Yeshaya is better or worse than Yirmiyahu. It's about what time they were living in and what they were dealing with. Yeshaya is revealing the truth of Hashem, that the, 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 how things are going to be good, and, and, uh, and they should focus on, on the... Um, it's not about the darkness, it's about the light. Yeshaya is connected to revelation, to light of Hashem. Yumiyo is inspiring the Jewish people when they're in a state of darkness. And uh, so therefore both Pinchas and Yumiyo are, are in the same... Um, in the same kind of uh, trajectory, they're both about living in a time of darkness, living living in a time of confusion, and uh, and 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 working on the Jewish people to uh, recognize where they are, and 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 to um, and and to lift them out of it. Um, I know that uh, it sounds like Yirmiyo was a Muslim. He sounds like he was into saying Musr, you know, he was just telling them, you guys do tshuva or else, or else. And it doesn't sound like lasting change. We always talk about how Hasidus is, is uh, not like Musr, and Hasidus talks about how uh, the long and short road versus the short and long road. Hasidus talks about that working relationship with Hashem versus Musr, which talks about how um, if you don't do this, you're going to get zapped. And, and it seems like Kirmiyo was, was, was very, uh, very Musr-dik. He was very, like, Guys, we're living in time of darkness, and things are bad, and you better change or else. And Yeshaya, on the other hand, is just shining the light of Hashem. You know, he's telling them about the future, comforting them. Um, so it sounds like Yirmiyo was was Musr and Yeshaya is Chassidus. But uh, the truth is the opposite. That that yes, Yeshaya is about shining the light of Hashem. But Yirmiyo is 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 uh, is not is about the avoid of Chassidus. 
or maybe they're taking too much poetic license by saying that. Um, let's say this. Um, Yirmiyo is about transforming the darkness itself to light. They once asked the Remarash, um, here's a good, I think a good example maybe with the difference between and Yirmiyo. They asked the Remarash, uh, I don't know who it was, maybe it was Pelushek Siddim. They asked the Remarash, how come Chabad Chassidim spent so much time davening? And they gave the Reb Marash an analogy why in their circles they, they spend very little time dominating. They said that um, imagine there's a thief trying to get onto the wagon. So the wagon has to go as fast as possible in order that the thief shouldn't get on. So therefore when you dive and you dive in very quickly, <coughs> there's no time for the animal soul to uh, to put another thoughts in your head. You go, you'll, you'll be from Harenim HaKabal, Tach Tzadikim, and look at these split, and there's no time for the, for the animal soul to put in anything else. Okay, fine. So then Marash responded, That's, that, that would be true if the thief isn't on the wagon. But if the thief is on the wagon, then you have to slow the wagon down get the, to get the thief off the wagon. But you, you have to, the wagon has to slow down to get him off. So in a similar way, if, if, um, if we're talking about uh, a situation in which the animal soul is, is our persona, as it says in Tanya, that that's the way it is, it says in Tanya that that he he adamatsu the animal soul is your very character your your very self it's not your identity your real you your eye is your neshama but the the loudest voice in you is the animal soul and hashem didn't make the world in a way that he did when he created the world that adam and eve are in one place and the snake is somewhere else and the adam and eve are content with an outside snake rather they made the world in a way that the animal soul is married to the godly soul and they occupy the same body and they converse with each other and so therefore, the, the, the way to deal with the animal soul is specifically by talking in its language in a way that's, that's going to uh, affect change. Like, Chassidus, on the same lines as the, as, as, as the Emrash's response, um, there are some, there's, not, there's a similar kind of Yetzirah, Chassidic Yetzirah. The previous Sebbe says you could have a, a Fruit Yetzirah, you could have a Chassidic Yetzirah. Or other kind of Chassidic Yetzirah, is to focus and learn about the very lofty concepts of Chassidus that have no relevance to you. Which is what I uh, had, I think, this morning. I was thinking, let's learn something else. Okay, learn this, let's learn something else. That's it, it's a harder. <laughs> the point is that we should take something home. They should, they should become part of us. So uh, we, we should go from below to above in ourselves and say, what does this have to do with me? What does Pinchas and Miyo have to do with me? Like the Zohar says, this is the Torah, man. Whatever in the Torah, it's in you. There's a Yirmiyah, there's a Yeshaya, there's a Pinchas in us. So, so when you learn Chassidus, you could learn about concepts which are just like lofty concepts, the world of Atzilus and scuba diving, those concepts. But really, everything has to have a bechain. Everything has to have a, some pertinence to you. Otherwise, otherwise, it's, you're not, you're not, you're not, um, you're not, you're not, you're not. The Rebbe Rashab said it this way. He said there are some people in Chassidus for the sake of Chassidus. Use a very strong expression. He said I hate them. I hate them because uh, they, they feel like they have to do an obligation to Lubavitch, you know, like we have to learn Chassidus because, you know, you're supposed to do this, as Chassidus. Chassidus has to have people learning it. for yourself. Okay, so, where am I going? What are we saying? The, 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 what was unique about Yirmiya was that he was dealing with darkness and affecting change in the animal soul. And, okay, well, Zeb is bothered by his method. He sounded a little too harsh. All right, we'll, 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 we'll get to his method another time. But right now, let's talk about the, what the trajectory is. The trajectory is, let's talk about where you are and what you're doing, and let's, and let's change. That's, 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 that's the, uh, where Yirmiya is. 
Uh, that's what Pinchas says. There's a problem. There's there's a morality. There's a plague. Let's 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 talk where you are, where are you going. As opposed to Yeshaya and 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 Meishar Abedo, they are shining light of Hashem. It's not about affecting change within, and that's what we learned that the atonement that um, Pinchas achieved was something that lasts forever. Says until Tchias Hamaisa, until the resurrection of the dead, there will be an atonement because of what Pinchas did. In, uh, we also learned that Pinchas's children are kainim. Their children are kainim forever and ever. Why? Because Pinchas is about changing from within, not about just 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 entering a higher comfortable zone where light, light of Hashem shines. So that's why Pinchas and Yirmiya are 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 the same in coming from a non-Jewish family, and the same in everyone rebuking them. Their 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 role is their their point of. Um, their center of gravity is in the world. It's in it's in it's in the non-Jewish world, and uh, and they're in a state of being scorned by others. They're in a state where their great ideas of change, whatever, is in a, is, is is mocked. It's uh, when when you're just shining the light of Hashem, right? You're 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 trying to enter a zone of of um, deep Hasidic bliss. Sing a song of inspiration, dancing at your dance. Uh, you're 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 entering a beautiful place. It's great, but what's going to happen afterwards? Bishire zimra. We say in Dabni God wants the songs of praise. God chooses the songs of praise. Chassidim say God wants the shiurism. He wants what's left over after the song is over. So uh, they're coming from non-Jewish families means we're talking to you in a non-Jewish way. We're talking to you the way you are here in this world. We're not talking to you holy Jewish spiritual stuff. We're talking to you where you are. So what, what's a practical um, thing we have to take home? Number one, don't just be involved in your soul. You can't just be involved in, in godly soul spiritual things. You have to pay attention to where your persona is, your animal soul is. What do you think? What do you feel? What, what angers you? What, what causes you to be dejected? What causes you to be ashamed? What cause, where, where are you? And, and to, to, to put, and, and to try to, to, to uh, do some Hasidic therapy on your animal soul, and to talk to your animal soul, and to explain and advertise your animal soul the greatness of, of what it means to be a Jew, and the greatness of what it means to dab, and to want and to, and to give staka. To, 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 I was talking to this guy the other day, he was telling me about how how he does all the right. He's doing all the things he's proud of doing, but he doesn't feel any 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 value in what he's doing because it's so it comes easy for him. In other words, what, what this guy was missing was this guy was missing the sense of like of mission, like like he has a purpose in, in what he's doing. He doesn't feel that there's any purpose. Just feels like hey, I'm doing this. This is nice. That's nice. The the um, the the change of of Pinchas and Yom Yo is about understanding where you are, what Hashem wants you to do in the circumstances that you're in, and feeling the purpose there and, 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 and embracing it. And, and Hashem didn't marry your godly soul to your animal soul just for the purpose of you ignoring it and, and focusing on your Hashem. He married the Hashem to animal soul so that your godly soul should should understand the truth of Hashem in a way that your persona changes, that you, that you as a person change. What happens if you don't do that? What happens if you just focus on your Hashem? Then your body, your animal soul will stay the same. And the whole marriage of Hashem it, it, it was it doesn't have any fruit. There's no children. The 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 Abish marries in Hashem to your animal soul for X of years, and your animal soul remains the same obnoxious guy that was before. 
and, and yet you're doing all kinds of wonderful things, but because you're not, you're not, you're not trying to understand the truth of Hashem in a way that, that, you're, that you're ignoring the noise in your head, which is feeding your animal soul in and, and, and the wrong direction, and, and you're not letting your animal soul appreciate the Abish's truth in a way that, that's personal, in a way that makes sense to you. So what's going to happen is, is that the moment that you're not in the zone of the light of Hashem, the moment that you don't feel this light of Hashem, so uh, you're back to yourself, because your animal soul hasn't changed. It won't last. There will be no children. There will be no offspring. That's the way things are in a personal level. If you don't try to bring Hashem's truth down to your animal soul, you don't try to explain it, the Abish's truth and goodness in a way that you get it as a person. That guy is going to get up the next day. You, you decided you're going to diet, you're going to do all these wonderful things, and the next one day the fat guy gets up. That, that's what's going to happen. Um, but there's a similar thing also in regards to our responsibility to those around us. If a person is, is just focusing on himself also, his animal soul too, but he's only focusing on himself and not about his, his, his surroundings, so the surroundings are there. And he may ignore them, the surroundings, for X amount of time, but eventually, uh, it's, it's, when he, he's going to be thrust in that, uh, thrust into the, into the outside, and there's going to be a schism, there's going to be a dichotomy, there's going to be a clash, a conflict between what he wants to do as a person, as a Jew, and, then, and, and the, the overwhelming environment that he's in. So Hashem tells us this message, specifically in the three weeks, in the time of, of the exile, we're focusing on, on the, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash, that Hashem tells us that in this time, the reason you're here in the exile is because you have a role here to affect the outside, to change the darkness. In Lareb's language, the outside that is farther, that there's nothing farther than that outside, to affect the, the, the most difficult circumstances. That's why we're here. If you don't, so then the outside is there, and this, you're 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 going to uh, you're going to hit it, and it's going to hit you up one day. But a Jew may say, and this is why Hashem gives this big intro of Yirmiya. It's a very powerful intro. Uh, Yirmiya says he's afraid to go on the mission, and God tells him, "You're not a child. You could do this. I'm with you." This is not just a um, a, a message to Yirmiya. This is a message to us in the time of the three weeks, the time of concealment of Galilee, kind of time of darkness. And, a, uh, and Hashem tells us, your goal is to transform these weeks into times of joy and happiness, darkness, delight. That's your goal. So, so a Jew could say, well, how in the world am I meant to do that? So in order to, to, to dispel any um, uh, notion of, of uh, I can't do this, so Hashem tells us, in the very beginning of the three weeks, the first half of the three weeks, Hashem tells us the lineage of Ermiyahu. You come from Kayan. And we, we learn about how he is afraid to be a prophet, and God says to him, don't be afraid, I'm with you. God tells him, I am going to give you all that you need to, to change the world around you. So this is a message for each of us, that, that despite the fact that we're living in the exile, and there's darkness, dark, darkness there, but Hashem gives us all the power we need to, to, to change it. So, on a practical level, personally, the Neshama goes down to the three weeks. What's the three weeks represent? Three weeks represent, three weeks represent the three lower worlds. We learned a few times that um, 
Okay, I'm too much time to go through. Basically, the three weeks are the three lower worlds of Riyatsiyasiyah, where there's evil, where there are things that oppose holiness. You're in the three-week zone. You're in the place of the three lower worlds. You're not in the world of Atsilos anymore. You're not in Kansas anymore. So Hashem tells the Neshama, when it has to descend from the world of Atsilos to go to the three lower worlds, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you left the womb, I sanctified you. You are meant to be a prophet to the nations. Don't be, a, don't be scared of your mission to affect the nations or your own nation, your own animal soul. Don't be afraid of that, of that mission. Don't be afraid of affecting your area in the world because God says, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. I gave you a holy soul, which is the actual part of God, and its, uh, its source is way beyond the place that you're in. Your neshama is beyond everything else. As previous Rebbe emphasizes that the neshama is called a part of Hashem, mamish, literally a part of Hashem. The previous Rebbe says, where mamish means literally, it's really holy, really, really spiritual. Mamish also means something you could touch with your hands. Because the neshama is so high, because it's so godly, it has such a vivid and tangible effect on our lives. That's, that's the first thing Hashem tells us. Before you were formed in the womb, before your neshama descended, your neshama is a part of Hashem. Number two, before you left the womb, I sanctified you. Which means that while you're in your mother's stomach, God says, I taught you the whole Torah. And even though the angel came and made you forget the whole Torah, uh, but still there is something in you, there's some kind of effect that that experience had. Your experience with the angel teaching the Torah is very, um, that, that, that transforms you who you are inside. But the Neshama still tells Hashem, Yonatan, what's the last thing? Neshama tells Hashem, no? Remember? Shama tells the Abishter, but I'm a child. I'm a child. Yes, inside me. I have a holy neshama. Yes, inside me. I know the whole Torah deep within, but externally, I'm a child. And so, um, if you have to ask how my neshama can handle the world, you're, you're right. My neshama can handle the world. But you want me to be a prophet to the nations. You want me to affect the world around me, and not just, like, yesterday in the Yom Yom, that uh, the Western Wall, the Shekhinah is always in the Western Wall. There's always holiness deep within the, the, the Neshama. The foundation is holy. Okay, the foundation is holy, great. But you don't want me just to be have a holy foundation. You want me to affect change around me. So how, how is that? How, just because I have a holy Neshama deep within me, what am I supposed to do with that? It's just deep within me. It's, it's deep and holy within. So A, Bishesh tells every Jew, do not say Reb Zev, do not say Chaim Peretz, do not say David, do not say Yonatan. Do not say, my Shalem, do not say, I'm a child, because wherever I will send you, you will go. Don't be afraid of you. Don't be afraid of them, because I am with you. It's not sufficient that you have a holy neshama. And it's not sufficient that when you were in the mother's stomach, God taught you the whole Torah, but also when neshama is in the body, when neshama is in the exile, wherever the neshama is, God gives strength to each neshama and tells the neshama, I am with you while you're here in the world. And neshama gives you the strength to do what you need to do, in the mission that you're in, whether the mission is about destroying, as Yirmiya said, lintesh, destroy, or about building, whether whether your mission is to, 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 to cause people to not do what they're doing, or to do something positive, whatever it is, Hashem tells each neshama, don't be afraid, and and don't think that you could just save yourself, and you, because Hashem put your neshama in this world, and so whatever's happening in the world is affecting you, and so, uh, and and by not being afraid, uh, yeah. 
you're going to be like Pinchas. And just like Pinchas is Eliyahu, Pinchas is soul, the same as Eliyahu prophesies the Gula. So uh, by doing, by embracing the role Hashem is giving us and realizing Hashem is giving, empower you to be where you are, what you're doing, um, and not being, uh, realizing in the destruction, wherever you are, that, 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 that uh, you, got, you, you have what it takes. <clears throat> that's, that's the message of Hashem. You realize you have what it takes wherever you are and uh, not to be afraid. Crazy yeah. Go ahead. I think we have two percent internal and external. The internal bliss, obviously, the circumcision. Okay. What's the external bliss? So left and right here. Interesting. You know, with the mouth touches. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, and there's it's no that we have to speak in action. That's what we do. What we have to do. Um. Okay. Um, this, I want to mention one, one point that I glossed over before. Moshe uh, Rabbeinu affects change by praying to Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, erase me from your book. Moshe is all talking soul. He, he prays, he causes Hashem to his wrath to subside. It's not about him physically doing something with his body. I found his role. His role is about shining light of Hashem in the world. Pinchas' role is physical. He does something. He stands up and does something with his body. Pinchas is not about Hashem forgive us. He's about guys, let's do something. That's and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't have that distinction of his children uh, being taken over his role because his role is not about changing the world within. There would actually be a change here. Pinchas' role and the Yirmiyahu's role is, is is let's talk about where things are and let's talk about the darkness that we're in and let's and let's and let's affect change and let's break through the darkness. Let's 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 let's. Turn down the, vo- the, the the noise of of your animal soul and listen to the voice of your neshama and let your let your animal soul, let your body hear the truth of your neshama. Let you let let, let your neshama be you. L'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim.